Hi everyone, welcome to the KVH Snapshot podcast for August. I've got, it's Lisa here, sorry, and I have got Simon Cook, who is our KVH, one of our KVH board members here alongside me. Welcome, Simon. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me. I think this is the first time you've been part of one of our podcasts. Um, yes, it is. It yep. is, yeah. Um, so we do one every month if you're new joining us as well, every month um, and either on SoundCloud or through the iTunes store. You can subscribe and have each month's podcast delivered to you automatically. So for those of you that have read the bulletin or been on our website over the last few days, you would have noticed that we've got a um, a piece or an article up about the spotted lanternfly. And that's something that Simon has been looking at and talking to people about while he was away recently as part of his Nuffield scholarship. So Simon, you've just come back to New Zealand about 10 days ago now, you were saying? That's right. And while you were away, you visited Pennsylvania, but can you tell us a little bit first about why you were away and maybe if there were other pests that you were looking at as well? Yeah, so I was traveling as part of a Nuffield scholarship and while I was in the US, I was actually planning on catching up with uh, Dr. Tracy Leskey, who KVH had brought over last mm-hmm. year to discuss brown mama at the stink bug. Um, so I'd booked to go and spend some time with her in Virginia. And while I was t- talking with her, um, she actually started to talk about the spotted lanternfly. And so their research um, is starting to focus more on spotted lanternfly. This is the Stop BMSB group that she's a part of? Uh, no, she's part of the USDA. The USDA, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so the USDA are now starting to pay more attention to spotted okay. lanternfly. Okay. Yeah, which has been an incursion, uh, in particular in Pennsylvania, uh, since 2015. Okay, and that's the first place in the USA that it's been found? Correct. So it uh, was found at a paving stone importer where paving stones are imported from China. And that's part of the risk with spotted lanternflies, it'll lay its eggs anywhere. Um, so they're quite happy laying eggs on stone, um, wood, metal, tyres, anywhere. So that's where the real risk of this pest coming in is, um, is in an egg form. Okay, so Pennsylvania, and have they um, classed it as an incursion or as the pest established? So the pest is established in Pennsylvania, uh, but the USDA at this point haven't um, registered it as a pest um, that they want to exclude. So at the moment it's actually the state that are having um, to deal with the incursion. So um, while I was there, it uh, was the first signs of it were in New Jersey as well. So it's now in um, three different states. It's in Virginia, oh, wow. in uh, Pennsylvania, and now just recently in New Jersey as well. So when you were in Pennsylvania, did you see the lanternfly in real life yourself? Yes, yes, yeah? yes I did. Yeah, so I went to one of the areas that's a hot spot for it. Yeah, and the numbers, they intense? Huge, yeah, yeah, huge numbers. So the first place I saw it was in Virginia, um, which was another incursion that was forward traced from Pennsylvania. And there, it's been there for, they think, about two years um, at another stone depot. So that was where the forward tracing got to, was another stone depot. And within there, within a one mile radius, um, the land and flies um, been found in that one mile radius. So it hasn't, within two years, spread further than a one mile radius. Back in Pennsylvania, where it's been for slightly longer and the numbers are much higher, um, it's now exploded into an area of some 9,000 square miles. So oh, it's, wow. it's a significant uh, dispersal in Pennsylvania. In Virginia, it hasn't dispersed anywhere near that same amount. In Pennsylvania, where it's dispersed, is it still only on orchards or farms or is it in other types of... 
uh, in all kinds of places. All kinds so of places. that's one of the issues with it is it will feed on anything. So so far they've identified at least seventy different plants that the um, that the spotted spotted fly will feed on. In fact, the only thing they have recognised that it won't feed on so far is conifer. That's the only thing they've found okay. it, it doesn't like to feed on. So it's it's got a huge uh, host range. And the numbers, I think we said in the bulletin that at the, the, the types or, or I guess the scale when it comes to the numbers may even exceed brown marmot stink bug. Is that what you Correct. noticed as well? Yeah, and so uh, I attended a town meeting that was held by uh, Pennsylvania State Secretary uh, Russell Redding and also Dean Rausch from Penn State University, both of who are actually trained entomologists in their background. And both were saying that this is possibly the worst pest that they've ever faced and so uh, both of them within Pennsylvania have been dealing with brown marmorated stink bug um, and now they've got this as well so, so they for think them this them, is worse. Yeah so for them themselves who have been through BMSB to be saying that is an indication of how serious yes. it is. Um, what about the sooty mould growth that we talked about in the bulletin as well did you see that? Yeah so that's the biggest risk from this pest is that it's a prolific um, flow and feeder and then it excretes large large volumes of honeydew um, which then leads to sooty mould so to the extent where you're seeing plants um, that the trunk of them is entirely black um, from sooty mould so from, from our point from a kiwifruit point of view um, if this thing was well established in an orchard you could easily have 90 plus percent of your crop written off through sooty mould it's, it's that prolific in terms of its feeding and its numbers that it would uh, it wouldn't do any damage to the fruit itself, but the actual sooty mould could ride off a crop quite comfortably. And so that is something that can't be removed. This it ruins the no, fruit. No, so I mean, Kirkwood guys are familiar with it from passion vine hopper. Yep. With dealing with uh, sooty mould um, historically, but the, this is just on a whole different scale of what we'd be dealing with in, in terms of numbers and the volume of sooty uh, of um, honeydew meat being produced. Okay, so if we're looking at what's happening in the US, would it be fair to say that it is um, quite early stages and we're talking about um, a geographic range at the moment that isn't necessarily quite extensive and the risk would be for us when that starts to expand? Yeah, so it's quite clear from the two places I looked at. Uh, the, the first one I went to was Virginia, where it's still contained within a one-mile radius, and it hasn't really spread. That Within that one-mile radius, given the powers that we've got in New Zealand are, in terms of bioscurity, a lot stronger than the powers they've got in the US. So in the US, they can't go onto a property under a Biosecurity Act and uh, perform any activities. They're completely reliant on the homeowner allowing them okay. access to, to the property. So. Within that one mile radius, I believe that we could control land and fly. Um, it would be a chemical option, which wouldn't yep. be nice, yep. but while, while it's in a small contained area, that would be an option. Once you get to the territory like they are in Pennsylvania, where it's widespread, controlling it like that would be an absolute nightmare. Okay, so there have not been, well, let's make it really clear that there haven't been any um, interceptions of the spotted lantern fly in New Zealand. It's something that the Ministry for Primary Industries are of course completely well aware of um, and that they are I guess tracking and following what's happening overseas just like we are at KVH especially now with your um, with everything that you've learnt while you were away. So there are some other things that we're doing as well to make sure that we keep on top of exactly what's happening, how um, it's behaving and 
and how it might end up spreading. So we've started, you will start to see and read more about the lantern fly and some of the things that we produce. As I said, we've had it in the bulletin and up on the website. We've got a new fact sheet up on the website as well if you want to read a little more and have a look at some more images. Um, we're putting it in the pest calendar for 2019 and that will be out shortly. And one of the other really big um, pieces of work that we should make note of as well is that the spotted lanternfly has been selected as one of the five pests that will be included in a project that we have underway with plant and food research to understand more about the impacts of the lanternfly on both conventional and organic kiwi fruit production here in New Zealand and how we might manage those impacts on orchards. So we'll start to learn a lot more over the next wee while while we're still tracking and staying on top of exactly what's happening overseas. Yeah so it's great to take our top five pests and really look at what we know about them and where the knowledge gaps are and then try and fill in those knowledge gaps so that when one of these does arrive that we're more prepared to deal with them. Absolutely. So one of the things is I'd, while I was away I noticed that um, the EPA have agreed to the import of Trisopus japonicus or the samurai wasp mm -hmm. which um, one of the reasons I'd gone initially to in, into the US was to look at brown marmorad stinkbug, BMSB. It was actually interesting meeting with a lot of the researchers there that they were actually starting to move away from focus on um, that and worried more about lanternfly and that in the US what used to be a horrendous pest is actually now under control and the numbers have reduced drastically and a big part of that is the um, presence of um, the samurai wasp in the US so it seems to have had a big impact on reducing the numbers um, and the impact of um, stink bug within the US. So that highlights how important that EPA application and approval has been for us. That, um, that approval was absolutely vital if um, stink bug does ever get established in New Zealand in terms of its long-term management. Um, that's yeah, absolutely critical. Uh, we, had a, um, we had really good support from the kiwi fruit industry and growers as well for that application. So again, we do want to thank the people that put in um, submissions. They were really well accepted and I think I think we had about 24 or 25 of the 69 applications that were made were from the kiwi fruit industry yep. um, so that's a really fantastic effort and thank you again to everyone because your submission did make a difference um, anything else to add Simon no so that's part of what that research will be into our five key pieces looking at other potential um, biocontrols for these pests when they do come in so you know that's obviously a critical um, vector that we can use to manage these rather than just using chemicals. Uh, so yeah, the, this probably won't be the only one that we're looking at doing. Uh, there'll be others in the future as well. All right, we'll definitely keep everyone up to date on that. And just very quickly before we go, just to reiterate, if you do want to um, read a little bit more about the lantern fly or BMSB actually, um, news and pictures about both of those are on our website, as well as fact sheets, and also save the date. So you don't want to miss this one. It's um, Thursday the 18th of October. KVH and Zespri are hosting the first of what will be an annual Kiwi Fruit Biosecurity Grower Day. So we're planning it literally at the moment, um, but save the date in your calendars because it's going to be a really, really good day where there's going to be a great roundup of all the latest research that's happening, um, everything that's happening with some of our most unwanted pests. It'll be the high risk season for BMSB and fruit fly in particular, so we'll have a lot of talk about that. 
Um, and there will be plenty of people from KVH and Zespri there that you can have a chat to as well. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for joining us. Um, look forward to hearing more about your trip. And I guess as well, we could do a plug for the NZKGI newsletter, which will be out later this week, and that'll have another piece on your trip as well, won't it? Either this week or next week. Either yes. this week or next week. Yep. Okay, keep a lookout, guys. Thank you very much, Simon. Great. Thank you.